Hello and welcome. I'm Kim Keem, host of the One of a Kind You podcast. I started this podcast to share the journey of my past self, a woman who was struggling with leaving her teaching career, adjusting to stay-at-home mom life, in order to help other women with their motherhood journeys or their work-life balance journeys so they can let go, make themselves a priority without all the sacrificing. If you are new to One of a Kind You, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for taking a chance and stopping by to listen. If you are a regular listener of One of a Kind You, thank you for coming back again this week to check out this episode. So if you are new, the way that this podcast works is that I read a journal entry of mine from about five or six years ago, and then I reflect on it knowing what I know now and what I wish I had known then. So without further ado, let's dive in. So this journal entry is from January 12th, 2016. And I write, last night, Pete and I had a fight again about him not being around. I gave him plenty of notice that I need him to get the girls for me on the 19th because I have a Girl Scout leader meeting. It is so important that I go. Last night, he tells me that he might not be able to help me because of a hearing that is coming up. That upset me because he tells me to give him more responsibility to lessen my burden. So I do, and then he backs out on me. To make matters worse, I don't have anyone to turn to for help. Even if I did, it will still upset me because of the fact that he is backing out on me. As I am telling him how I feel, he says nothing and continued typing away for work. When I brought it to his attention, he snapped at me. That sent me over the edge and I flipped my lid. I am worn out, burned out, overwhelmed, and frustrated. It all makes me feel like I'm being taken advantage of and being taken for granted. He just doesn't get it. He needs to work late. I'm here. He needs to go to work early. I'm here. There are never any questions asked. It is a given. I need to go to counseling. I have to schedule my appointment around his schedule or I have to take Casey with me. I need to go to the doctor or the dentist. Same thing. He says, I guess I'm not encouraging you enough to tell me what you need rather than asking permission. What he doesn't get is that I can say what I need or want, but there is no guarantee it's going to happen because everything revolves around his work schedule. I'm torn about it because I do understand that he pays the bills and provides for us on a huge level because he makes a huge amount of money. I am grateful because of his job. We are able to do a lot and have a lot. I just wish his schedule wasn't so consuming and draining. I always say that if I wasn't going through such a tough emotional, spiritual, and psychological journey myself, that I would be more adept at handling and coping with his work schedule. The girls suffer too because of his schedule. He misses out on so much. I feel bad for the girls because I don't want them to have an absent father for their childhood memories. Don't get me wrong, I feel bad for Pete too because I know he doesn't enjoy missing everything and truly does want to be there. The whole situation is a double-edged sword. It's selfish of me to say, but in the end, I feel like I suffer the most. Pete suffers too, but in a vastly different way than what I experience. Of course, because of last night, I felt weighted down today because of feeling guilty for getting upset and adding pressure to Pete when he's under enough as it is. I also feel weighted down because the situation is not resolved and probably won't be for a while, if not for a very long time. Somehow, I'm going to have to do some soul-searching and dig deep to find a solution or strategies to pull through and make it work. I guess part of it is acceptance. So, the thing that really strikes me the most from this um, journal entry is a couple things. So, first, acceptance. (laughs) Yeah, acceptance is huge. And not necessarily acceptance that I was struggling um, or that I didn't feel like I had the support that I needed, but just really accepting where I was in that moment. Um, Recognizing that, yeah, I was struggling, I was using my voice, I was trying to communicate what I needed, 
And and honestly, for that moment, that was probably really all that was needed, you know, because healing or transformation is a journey. And so in my mind, you know, I thought, well, I'm speaking my mind. So this is it. All other issues will be resolved and we won't have any more problems moving forward. And clearly that's not the case because um, we're human beings and uh, with different opinions, different thoughts, different situations and different pressures. And so there's going to be conflict. There's going to be strife. It's just a matter of how you move through it. So really, I just needed in that moment to accept that, um, you know, Pete was under pressure. I was under pressure and feeling frustrated and angry wasn't really changing the situation. And it wasn't going to, if if anything, it was just going to make it feel worse or feel that much heavier um, because I had this expectation and rightfully so because um, you know I needed Pete's help but then at the same time too I could have been more willing to find another avenue of support so um, I could have asked my mom I could have asked my dad I could have actually my dad was still working at this time so that wouldn't have been an option but I could have asked my mom I could have asked my brother to come stay with my girls. I could have asked my sister-in-law to keep my girls. Um, I could have asked a mom friend from school to keep my girls, or I could have looked for a babysitter type support. And so I put this immense amount of pressure on myself to always be there when needed for the girls and for Pete. But on some level, I had put that same amount of pressure on him that when I said I needed him, that was it like he was to drop everything and be at my beck and call and looking back now um, that was completely unrealistic and what I failed to realize in that moment is that as much pressure as I felt to be available 24 7 for my girls and for him he felt that same amount of pressure at work so he didn't have good work boundaries and I didn't have good boundaries for myself to ensure that I was getting help with my girls when needed that I was able to go to my counseling appointments and have help with the girls so that I wasn't coming home completely drained and exhausted or having support so that I could go to my appointment without having to take Casey with me. And so recognizing now is really about boundaries. Pete needed boundaries for work and I needed boundaries for myself and what I was going to accept as the norm and what I wasn't going to accept. And Sometimes it's really hard to put boundaries in place. Um, I think I struggled with that immensely then because I had convinced myself that I needed to be everything for everyone. So it was my job to be available for the girls 100% of the time because Pete had this you know, stressful, all-consuming job. And so I had convinced myself because I was no longer financially contributing to our family the way that I was when I had a full-time teaching salary, I felt responsible for everything else. And I felt like because I wasn't contributing financially, then I needed to do something to make up for that. And so I had convinced myself that really sacrificing myself on all levels to be available for my family 100% of the time was the way to do that. And so, and not to take anything away from Pete, I mean, what he did was completely wrong, waiting till the day before to tell me that he might not be able to be home for our kids um, was incredibly irresponsible on his part and infuriating. And I read this and I still think like, seriously, Pete, are you kidding me? Um, 
but it's the perspective now that helps me realize that um, there was an ill intent behind that action. It was his feeling of needing to prove himself at work. So the same way that I felt like I needed to prove myself to my family, to friends, to strangers, to everyone, that I was a good mom and I was a good wife, even though I wasn't working outside the home, he felt that same pressure to perform at work um, because being in a corporate, uh, being a, an attorney um, is a high pressure job and there's a lot of um, expectations that come with that job. So Pete wasn't doing a very good job of managing that and making sure that, you know, at the end of the day, he had time for work, but he also had time for us. And so I remember this time and I, there were times where I thought, you know what, our marriage is not going to make it. And this was one of those times because I had told myself that because he wasn't able or willing to leave work and take care of our girls when I needed him, and that meant that he didn't love my kids and he didn't love me and that we weren't worthy of his time, his attention, his affection, his energy, nothing. And so that this instance really solidified that. Um, but I know now that that is the farthest thing from the truth, that that wasn't true at all, that in fact he was working so hard and really sacrificing so much because he was trying to show us that he does love us just the same way that we, you know, just as much as we love him. And so then I think, and I, you know, it was like, I, I was so important that I go to this Girl Scout leader meeting. And honestly, looking back, it really wasn't as important as I was making it out to be. And that's kind of where boundaries come back into place and say like, okay, um, you know, is this really that important? If the answer is no, then just let it go. But also prioritizing. So I was making this Girl Scout leader thing way bigger than it needed to be. Um, and in the moment, it felt like a big responsibility. And I know I had put that responsibility on myself because this was most likely a cookie meeting because it was January and Girl Scout cookie season starts right around this time. So if I, if my memory serves me correctly, this was a cookie leader meeting and we had to be there in order to get our booth slots in order to get our Girl Scout cookie packets and all of that. So on some level, it was a huge, hugely important meeting, but my co-leader lived much closer to the meeting location than I did, as well as our cookie mom at the time. And if I had said to them, I am so sorry, but Pete has got, Pete got called into work and I have no one to keep my kids. They would have said, no big deal, Kim, we'll take care of the meeting. We'll fill you in. Don't worry about it. And so, um, but that for me felt like uh, a burden asking them to do that. I didn't feel like um, I was worthy of, of being able to say that to them because at that point I was so worried that they weren't going to be my friend anymore or they would be mad at me or they would be disappointed or they would be frustrated. And I had all these assumptions about what was going on instead of just reaching out and asking them like, hey, you know, Pete told me that he has this big hearing coming up. He's probably not going to be able to get home for the girls would it be a huge deal to you if you went to this meeting and you know what, I'll go to the next one and you don't have to go. I just was so upset that I didn't have the ability to respond to the situation. I just reacted to the situation and completely flew off the handle. And so um, if I could have gone back in that moment, I would have done just that. I would have said, you know what, 
Pete, I get it. You know, you have this important thing because this still happens from time to time where he'll say, oh, yeah, I can do this or I'll be home at this time. And then at the very last minute, he's like, nope, I just got, you know, roped into this or this just is coming up and, you know, it's got to be taken care of. And I'm the one who's been assigned the task. I now can say, okay, you know, that's really kind of annoying. I wish we had been, you had been giving more notice, but you haven't been. So I have to figure out a way to make it work and just put it into perspective. And if it's something that I really can't make work, then he will come home and do what he needs to do from home. And granted, now that's a little bit more of a realistic option because of the pandemic. But that was even the case, I'll say, probably in 2019. It came to that where it was like, no, Pete, I need you home. So whatever you have to do with work, you need to bring it all home and you need to manage it from here because I have this commitment and I am not sacrificing the commitment because of your schedule. So I figure out how to make my days work when you're not available. Now you can figure out how to make it work when I'm not available. And I think he recognizes that that really does need to take place because we have to be equals with each other. There can't be, uh, it cannot be one-sided. So I just, the takeaway is to really boundaries, you know, put boundaries in place for yourself and with others so that you're, you feel respected, you feel seen and you feel heard, but also priorities. So if it's not bringing you joy and it's not something that's going to make your life better, or if it's not something that's going to positively impact your kids, then rethink that. Is it something that you really need to go to bat for? Maybe not. And then the last thing too is just to be cautious of the, the meaning that you give to the situation. So I had created this meaning that, you know, Pete doesn't get it and I am here all the time. He's never here. And because of that, he just doesn't, you know, care and, um, you know, it's always going to be this way and it's okay because he pays the bills and I don't. And, you know, I had all these things that were going on and, you know, and that I was just going to have to, um, you know, continue to dig deep and find a way and all those things. When you take, when I took that perspective, I was the victim. I was not in an empowered place. So really just checking the stories around the situation that you're telling yourself in the moment or after the moment. And if you can readjust the story, um, that can help adjust the perspective. So I am so appreciative that you took the time to listen to another episode of One of a Kind You. If you found this episode helpful, please feel free to share it with a friend that would benefit from listening or feel free to leave me a review. If you have any questions or you need some guidance, please reach out to me. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram. My social media handles are in the show notes. So thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you next week.